Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Nurse Becoming podcast. It's Amanda Guarneri, your host. Very happy to have you here today for networking part two. So this is the second in a two-part episode series all about networking. And if you missed last week's episode, I do recommend that you go back and listen to that one first because we are really going to be talking in this episode how to deepen the relationships with the connections that you already have. And last week's episode really goes into what networking is, why it's important, and how to figure out who's actually in your network. So I walked you through an exercise that can be really helpful if you kind of have no idea whether or not you have people in your network currently. I can almost guarantee you that you do. And the exercise that I walk you through in last week's episode is really helpful to get you to at least brainstorm a list of people who you can start cultivating stronger professional relationships with. So go ahead and pause, go back and listen to episode 44, and then come back to this one. Today, we are going to talk about how to really deepen these network relationships and how to not only reach out, but how to take things further, right? Because I can give you a script, and I have before. If you go to my Instagram page and scroll back, there is one. I can give you a script for how to send anybody a message and ask them to be connected with you, right? Like if you wanted to connect with somebody on LinkedIn who you don't know that would be good to know, I've got a script for that. And and that's easy to do, right? It's easy to just kind of type something up with some guidance and send it off. But then what happens when they say yes? What happens when they accept your connection? What are you then going to do to make this more than a surface level connection, right? So that's really what I want to dig into a little bit today. So this concept that I'm going to introduce to you It has an analogy, and and I'm going to refer to it as the networking relationship boomerang. And it's because it's a little bit of a cycle, right? You're going to do something, and then it's going to come back to you to repeat the process. You know, like a boomerang, if you throw it, it comes back to you. This is the analogy I could come up with. So (laughs) give me a little bit of grace here. It's not my best analogy. But so what I want you to do first for the purpose of this exercise or for the purpose of this example is to think of somebody who you want to know better, who you want to develop a relationship with that is someone who professionally could add value to your life and vice versa. This could maybe even be someone who you're hoping could be a mentor to you. So this could be someone who's already in your network. So like someone who's on the list of people that you brainstormed from last week's episode. Or this could be some sort of dream professional role model who did something 
really great that you want to ask for help or ask for advice. You know, for example, if you wanted to emulate the professional path that somebody took and you you know that there's someone who's done it and you would really love to get to know them more and learn their secrets and and get advice from them, this is going to be helpful. So once you've figured out who this person is, the steps in this networking relationship boomerang is to reach out and to initiate contact. And in that conversation, which could be an email or it could be an actual sit-down conversation or a Zoom conversation, the first thing you're going to do is to ask a piece of actionable advice. So first of all, to, to back up a little bit, you might decide to do this all digitally, right? Like you might send a message and in that message, you're going to ask for a piece of actionable advice. Or to walk it back a step, you could send an email and ask for a meeting, right? You could say, hey, can I catch your ear for 15 minutes to ask you a very specific question about XYZ. And then that could be a Zoom meeting. It could be a, hey, can I buy you coffee type of thing, right? So this first step is either in the email if you decide to do everything by email or during this conversation. And you're going to ask a piece of actionable advice. So you're going to say, hey, how did you do XYZ? How did you become a speaker at this conference? How did you become an expert in HIV care? Whatever it is, how did you learn to do this so well? Do you have any tips for me as a new person getting started? And that's the first step is to ask a piece of advice. And if you want to go back to a previous episode, I have an episode about how to ask better questions. And I really think that this is a great episode because sometimes the questions that we ask are not good. They can end in, do you have any advice about, insert very broad topic here, or, you know, providing your scenario and then just saying thoughts, question mark. Those are really frustrating questions to be asked. And I want to challenge you to really think about and analyze the way you are asking questions, because when you ask better questions, you are going to end up getting better answers, okay? I can almost guarantee that. And that episode, by the way, is episode number 19, if you want to scroll back. So that's really the first thing that I want you to really think about when you are making this ask for advice is you want to ask for a piece of actionable advice. And and the way you're going to be able to do that is rather than, you know, telling a whole life story and then saying, do you have any thoughts or do you have any advice? Really picking a specific thing that you want advice on so that the person can easily answer without kind of coaching you through a whole long scenario, right? So that's really step one is to ask for that piece of actionable advice. The next step is to actually do the thing that they recommend. Okay, so so this is where you are the boomerang, you're going out and you're doing the thing. They gave you advice and you are implementing that advice. Okay, and this may take some time depending on what piece of advice it is, but if you value this person's thoughts and input, and you want to deepen this relationship, when you ask for advice, you need to take it and do it. So that's the boomerang going out. (laughs) Now, when you have done that thing, when you have taken that action and implemented their advice, you as the boomerang are going to come back to that person. 
And you're going to report back and you're going to let them know that you did what they suggested. You're going to let them know. You're going to tell them about the outcome that you had and really show that you weren't just picking their brain for no good reason. You actually had full intentions of doing the thing that they recommended. And that is going to go such a long way because not a lot of people do this. Okay. Personally, I have a lot of folks asking me for advice, whether it's about business or whether it's about job seeking type stuff, right? And a person who really stands out to me is someone who then circles back and says, thank you so much for your advice. Here's what I did. And here's the results that I had. And that for me tells me that it was worth my time to give them that advice because they were actually interested in doing it. So I think that that really shows that you are setting yourself apart. Okay. So so that's when you return back to the person. You let them know what you did. You let them know the outcome that you had. And in this moment, you could ask for another piece of small, actionable advice. And this is how you continue to deepen that relationship. You listen to their advice. You go out as the boomerang. You go do the thing and you come back. And again, this kind of whole cycle just repeats, right? It doesn't feel as formulaic because you're having conversation and you're and you're deepening this relationship in other ways. You know, it's not a very cookie cutter thing, even though it sounds like it is when I present it to you as this three-step loop, essentially. But what will happen is this will lead to deeper connection and better advice, right? Because if someone comes to me who I don't know and asks me for advice, I'm going to give them surface level basic advice because I don't necessarily know where they're coming from, what they're capable of. But if someone goes out and does the thing, has success and comes back to me and says, here's what I did, here was my outcome, can you let me know advice about this next step and asks me another question, I'm more likely to give deeper, more meaningful advice because the person asking has shown that they're invested in this relationship and invested in doing the thing that I recommend. Hey, real quick, if you are an NP or an NP student, I have a very, very exciting invitation for you. I'm hosting a totally free event and will be teaching you how to love your NP career without burning out. I think we all need a little of that right now, right? We will be uncovering how to transform from overworked imposter to confident NP without sacrificing work-life balance. So this is a free live event on Sunday, April 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I really, really hope that I will see you there. And I'm also going to say that this event will be a launch party for the new NP Society. So if you're curious about learning more about what it means to be a member of the NP Society, you will absolutely have the opportunity to learn more at this event. Again, the event is called How to Love Your NP Career Without Burning Out, and it will be live virtually on Sunday, April 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can snag your free spot by heading to thenpsociety.com or clicking the link in the show notes. Again, that's thenpsociety.com or just head to the show notes wherever you're listening, tap on that uh, episode description and the link will be right there for you. I hope to see you there. So ultimately, as this cycle goes around and around, you get better advice, you get better value, and you ultimately position yourself better in 
this relationship, whatever the relationship is turning into. And it also builds up the other person. So the person giving the advice, the expert on the other side, their self-esteem is boosted. Like I said, if they hear that you actually implemented their advice, that's going to boost their opinion of you in their mind. And they're going to be more likely and more willing to answer additional questions and even fulfill a more specific request on your part if it comes to that. So this is a really good example of how networking is a long game, right? This isn't necessarily like several emails over the course of a month. You know, it could take you six months to implement the advice, depending on what it is, right? But this is how you can keep this relationship warm and also deepen it at the same time. When you're connecting with decision makers, for example, you're not reaching out with a motive and making an ask right away, but over time, establishing a relationship where eventually it could be more acceptable and comfortable to make an ask. Okay, so let me give you an example that I came up with of this type of boomerang process. Let's say that you are an NP student and you are interested in working in dermatology after graduating. There's a well-known nurse practitioner or physician who owns a practice and you would love to work there someday. But for now, you really just want to be able to know this person, right? You're years away from graduating. You don't want to ask them for a job, but Regardless of the job situation, you value their positioning in their field. So your first point of contact, your first step is to reach out and ask if you can take them out for coffee and ask them some questions about their career. And hopefully they say yes. And if they do during that meeting, you can ask them their biggest piece of advice if you wanted to work in dermatology after graduating. And maybe you will have a a more specific question. But for the purposes of this example, they recommended having a clinical rotation in dermatology while in school and also getting exposed to procedures. Those are the two pieces of advice that they gave you. So then you, as the boomerang, you go out, you go away, you take the advice, you coordinate with your program to allow you an extra 40 hours of clinical time in dermatology, you arrange that rotation, and you also take a procedures workshop in your free time. So this is long-term, right? This is gonna be several months. Several months go by, you've done these things. Then you come back to this dermatologist or derm NP business owner, and you let them know, you circle back, you say, hey, so-and-so, thank you so much for the advice that you gave me during our coffee chat back in whatever month it was. I recently wrapped up an extra 40 clinical hours in dermatology at this type of practice. And additionally, last month I went to a procedures conference to learn more about, you know, bedside skin procedures. I really enjoyed this. And during this experience, um, I learned that I'm really interested in oncology dermatology procedures, just for example, management of skin cancer. And then you can ask another question to keep the conversation going. Like, can you recommend uh, someone that I could talk to? Or I know that you do this type of procedure in your office. Do you ever take students for shadowing? Or do you recommend that I expose myself now to any sort of continuing education if this is something that I want to do after graduation? These types of deeper questions. And you keep the conversation going. And whatever they recommend, ideally, you go out, you implement it, and you come back and you report back. And this is how you can keep the relationship warm and deepen it at the same time. 
So ideally, you're keeping in touch over the long term. And if and when this relationship has the potential to benefit you in in a job or an opportunity, you can make the ask, right? This is not something that you're going to do in the first or second communication. This is something you're going to do after you and this person have a relationship for a period of time. Maybe the ask ends up being that you want to open your own practice and you would like some mentorship and guidance from them. Maybe the ask is that you want to do a shadow experience or that you are looking to work in the field and you would love to train under them. You know, whatever your ask is, you will hopefully be able to ask it more naturally because this is a long-term relationship now as opposed to you reaching out with an ulterior motive of trying to find a job. Okay. So I think that using this type of method is really, really valuable to you. It's really valuable to your long-term objectives. And it really provides value also to the person on the other side, to the expert that we're talking about or the person that you want to know. Because when you go out and implement the advice that you're given and then report back, you are are really showing them that their contribution matters and is valuable to you. And that will naturally boost their idea of you and their idea of the relationship with you in their mind. And and really great things can develop from this type of relationship. This could turn into a mentorship type of experience. This could turn into a friendship. It could turn into a professional peer type of relationship or maybe even an employer-employee type relationship. There are just so many paths that this relationship could could turn into. And it's really up to you to move things forward and kind of be the navigator of that relationship in a way that is with integrity and also uh, in a way that that helps you advance professionally. So I hope that this has been helpful, this uh, networking boomerang relationship. Again, you know, the first step is that you're close to this person, you have a conversation and you ask for a piece of actionable advice. Then you as the boomerang, you go out, you implement that piece of advice. It may take some time depending on what it is. But once you've implemented the advice, you as the boomerang come back and report back to that individual. And in that next communication or conversation, when you're reporting back about the first thing that you did, you also make another ask of another piece of advice. And you then go out and do that type of thing. And and this is a cycle that can repeat over time and really help you deepen relationships with people and eventually lead to the opportunities that can be a byproduct of these relationships. So I'd love to hear um, how you plan to use this networking relationship, this networking framework, if you will. Please feel free to tag me on Instagram or slide into my DMs. Let me know how this episode helped you. And uh, hopefully, if you are a nurse practitioner or an NP student and you are looking for a place to really start developing deep relationships with your colleagues and with other professionals in the NP world, you have considered or you have heard about the NP Society, which is almost open as of the time of this episode. You can get all the information about what's upcoming. We have kind of a kickoff 
party planned coming up here soon on Sunday the 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern. All the info's at thenpsociety.com. If you're listening after this episode has aired, the NP Society should be open to you. And uh, I'll let you go to the website to learn more about whether this is a good opportunity for you. But I am really excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to have built this community as a space for us to connect and to share and to really develop meaningful relationships in a virtual first environment. This is not something that has always been available to us outside of, you know, the annual conferences where you get to connect with NPs across the country. But now we are using technology to our advantage and and coming together and developing relationships regardless of where we are in the world. So I think that's pretty awesome. So you can head to thenpsociety.com for more info there. And until next time, always rooting for you and can't wait to hear about all the networking that you come up with. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.